I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things business communication, leadership, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. (laughs) You've probably heard that before. After you listen to this episode, it is my wish for you that you do think carefully about what you ask for, whether you're asking explicitly for something or if it's more implicit or subtle in your language, and that you in fact do get exactly what you ask for. In short, this episode is all about being mindful with your word choices so that what you ask for is something you really do, in fact, want. I deeply believe that our words create our reality. They create a reality for ourselves, everything from our self-talk to hearing ourselves say something aloud to someone else, or even writing something in an email or a text. Those words create a certain reality. In my keynote speeches and training sessions on communication, I often use the example of a table. A table is a fairly generic item. It can be used for lots of things. It can be a dining table, a desk, a hiding place or a shelter in a storm, or even a fort if it's tipped on its side or has a blanket thrown over it. The table itself, which I refer to as the referent object, the thing that the word table refers to, well, it does not change shape. The atoms and molecules are all arranged the exact same way. But when we change what we call the referent object, the meaning of it changes entirely. If I'm using said table as a desk, and one of my kids wants it to be a fort, well, we've got a difference in reality. We're using our words how we label things, to create different realities. This is one of the fundamental truths of human communication, one of the things I am most passionate about. Our words indeed create our reality. I cannot underestimate the importance of communication and specifically word choice and its impact on creating the outcomes that we desire and getting what we want out of our work and our lives. Let's look at a few examples. I'm so busy. I'm sure you've heard many people say that, and you've probably said it yourself. Somebody comes up to you and says, how are you? Oh my gosh, busy. Everything is happening all at once. Again, your words are creating reality. We'll come back to these examples in a couple minutes with what you might do differently. Here's another example. You walk up to a colleague and say something like, oh, this project is a nightmare. Again, creating the reality of the project as a nightmare. 
or one of my favorites that happens all the time. I have to do the laundry. I have to get this finished by five. I have to fill in the blank with just about anything. I have to. When we have to do something, it sounds a little oppressive, like somebody is making us do it, and that it's certainly not by choice. Let's look at how we might use language more intentionally and come up with some better ways to say the same thing. Step one, be intentional. Think about words as tools. All the trades use tools. Plumbers use tools. A couple of years ago, I was getting our bathtub resurfaced. In fact, it looked like a brand new tub after it was resurfaced, and I wished I had done it sooner. It was a great process. As I was preparing for the refinishing company to arrive, I needed to do a few things to make it easier for them. And once they were finished, I was putting on all new fixtures on the tub and shower to make it look all new and shiny. So I was taking out the drain flange. That's the metal piece that's screwed into the tub basin where the water drains out. I was having a heck of a time getting it out. And then I discovered there's a special plumbing tool for that. It's called a drain key and it fits in the drain like a key in a lock. So I went out and bought myself a drain key and sure enough, I was then able to remove the drain flange using the proper tool. It was still hard to get out, I must admit, but I think it would have been darn near impossible without using that tool. Words are like that too. It's very challenging to get a nuanced message across to somebody with simple, basic words. Just like I couldn't remove the drain flange without the right tool. If you're trying to be diplomatic and none of the subtle words needed for diplomacy were available to you, well, you'd have a very hard time being diplomatic. It's like a game that I've loved ever since it came out in the late 1980s called Taboo. Taboo is a word game. It's a guessing game. You can play it at parties with friends, family, and so forth. And the object of the game is for a player to have their partners guess the word on the playing card without using that word itself, or a list of five additional words that are also listed on the card related to the word that you're trying to get them to guess. So for example, if the word was sandwich that you're trying to get them to guess, there would be a list of words like bread, peanut butter, jelly, and so forth on the card that you couldn't say while trying to get them to guess the word sandwich. So what's so interesting and fun about this game is that when you take a whole cluster of words that are related to the point that you're trying to make, take them off the table, so to speak, it's challenging to get your idea into the minds of others. Again, coming back to words as tools, we have certain words that mean certain things that are helpful in conveying our meaning. Likewise, when we're sloppy with our language and we use generic words instead of specific words when those specific words are available, we're going to have a harder time making meaning. We'll have a much better chance at making meaning and doing so effectively with others when we use specific, intentional language rather than sloppy or lazy language. I recently heard someone say, I'm about to go into a meeting where I'm sure my colleague is going to throw me under the bus again. Just imagine, this is the lens 
through which this person is going to experience that meeting. They are just waiting for their colleague to say something that they can interpret as being, quote, thrown under the bus. Which, by the way, is a terrible metaphor. (laughs) Mental note that I'm saying out loud to my entire audience, do an episode on the podcast soon on workplace metaphors. That is a whole category of language in need of restructuring. But alas, we will leave that for another day before I wax poetic on the dangers of corporate metaphors. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Step two, when being mindful and intentional about your words, it's really helpful to be future focused. Think about the future state that you'd rather have rather than the less empowering state you might be habitually inclined towards. So instead of saying or thinking, gosh, I hope today isn't as bad as yesterday, if yesterday was a less than optimal day, instead, you'd position it as today is going to rock compared to yesterday. Let's go back to some of our earlier examples. I'm so busy. Well, how do you want that, quote, busy day, end quote, to turn out? Do you really want to feel busy and rushed all day? Probably not. So how about we reframe and recast the day as fun-filled or overflowing with goodness? Now, if the list of things on your schedule are not necessarily fun, you might choose a different frame, perhaps one of gratitude. You'd think to yourself or say to your friend, I'm lucky enough to have a full day of meetings today, never a dull moment. Or maybe, I'm going to be pleasantly exhausted after this day is complete. Either one of those is way more empowering than, I'm so busy. All right, let's move on to our Next example, this project is a nightmare. Well, if we frame this project as a nightmare, guess what's going to show up for the rest of the project? Every single piece of evidence that would suggest that this project is not going well. So again, let's reframe it. How about we say something like, this project is a formidable challenge and I'm great at challenges. Give me a big rock to push up a steep hill any day of the week and watch me get after it. So we can still acknowledge the challenge, but let's just take the extremely negative language like nightmare out of it. Because again, we will continue to look for evidence of the project being a nightmare. That's just the way our brains are structured. On the other hand, if we say this project is a formidable challenge and I'm great at challenges, our brain is then going to be looking for ways for us to be great at overcoming those challenges. All right, now again, my personal favorite, 
I have to insert just about anything after I have to. Well, let's transform that into I get to. I get to go to the dentist because I'm grateful for oral hygiene. How many of us do say, oh, I have to go to the dentist soon? I get to go to the dentist because I'm grateful for oral hygiene. Doesn't that sound so much better? Or let's say you're about to make dinner for your family and you realize you're missing a few ingredients. Oh, I have to run to the store. Well, instead, how about this? I get to run to the store to buy ingredients for dinner. And I'm grateful that I have the means to do so. You know, I'm tagging the grateful piece on the end. You don't even have to do that. You can just leave it as, I get to run to the store. It really does change your frame of mind and changes your attitude and your emotional state when you switch from, I have to, to, I get to. In fact, I get to record this podcast so that I can bring the power of words and how they create reality home to you. It's an important message to me. And even though sometimes my brain slips into, oh, I have to record a podcast episode or two. Instead, I get to, because I get to bring this message to you. So as a quick rundown of the steps, we're going to start with step one being intentional. Step two, thinking of words like tools. Step three, being future focused. As a final note, let's consider the language that some retailers use to refer to their staff and their customers. At Walmart and other stores, including Family Dollar, Aldi, and Publix, the employees are known as associates. That's a term that was once reserved for attorneys and sales roles. Associate creates a reality that the staff member is held in high regard by the corporation and that peers are essentially management-level employees. Associate suggests a business relationship as well, maybe even one in which the employee has a financial stake or a partnership in the business. Another major retailer, Target, calls its customers guests. Again, this creates a particular reality for both the guests and the employees who are incidentally called team members. How you choose to treat a guest may be significantly different than how you would treat a customer. In the same way that guests are invited into our homes and treated with care, so too are the guests at Target expected to be hosted by the team members. And with a name like team members, even at the corporate headquarters, not just in the retail stores, the expectation is clear that teamwork is inherent in the work and highly valued. Employees are not merely running cash registers and restocking shelves, writing marketing plans and developing software. They're playing a specific role on a team that aims to accomplish a larger goal. When we understand how reality is created with our words, we can then realize that we have more influence, influence on how reality is constructed through language. And then we can begin to sense how much power we actually have in the situations that we find ourselves in. You have the power of words, my friends, the power to define reality. Use it wisely. Now, before I sign off, I have a favor to ask of you. If you've been to my website, JanelleAnderson.com, you'll know that my motto is changing the world one conversation at a time. That's what I'm aiming to do with this podcast and really with all of my work. 
and I'm requesting your help in changing the world. You and I can do more together than I can do alone. And that means we can change the world in a bigger, more impactful way. So here's how you can help. If you can find just one person in your life who you think will benefit from this podcast and tell them about it, you'll be helping me change the world. I thank you in advance. Until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.